Ringside club got your attention. Andretti and AO play your position. Skill check, gang gang. If you don't do business, Chad Lowe would up. He damn near the third henchman. Whatever style, whether it's loose or strong style. Come through the thing, you fly. Burn the ball down. Back to the pad, chop it up for the pod. Ringside club, intro to the squad as the show starts. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you tuned in once again to the motherfucking Ringside Club. My name, of course, is DJ AO. On the line, I got my brothers, my tag team partners, of course, Mr. Ronnie Andretti. What up, kid? Chilling, chilling, man. What's going on, man? And of course, my guy, Mr. Chad Law, the exfoliation god. What up, kid? Godzilla himself. <laughs> Younger Godzilla himself is here, man. I'm feeling clean. I'm feeling, feeling marvelous. Yes, sir. Hey, man, I can't even lie, man. Like, posts like that gets me a lot of love. For the single fellas out there that's tapped into the ringside club, exfoliating your face really gets you a lot of love from the women, man. 1,000%. 1,000%. Make sure you take care of yourself. Chad Law, Ronnie Andretti, DJ AO. Of course, Around the Rings is the family. It's the Ringside Club. And before we get started on the actual podcast, talking about everything going on in the world of professional wrestling, I want to direct you fine, fine people that are in ears reach to partofmyfresh.com. Today, we just dropped probably the hardest hat you're going to get this winter. Make sure you get that navy blue beanie. Very, very limited. I suggest you get one, get two for your moms and three for your sister. Things of that nature. Make sure they go outside and they're correct. I want to extend a cheers and a toast to whoever is in the ears reach because I am on this Cabernet Sauvignon. And oh, I feel amazing. Oh, that same wave, five. I'm here uh, with you. Yeah, her. I'm on something stronger. Right. I don't know about y'all. Ronnie out here putting extra hair on his chest for no fucking reason. <laughs> man, listen, he's sipping that old time a drink, man. He's sipping listen, that. It's been, it's been, listen, it's been a long year. It's ended off right. Some hair on my chest. All right. <laughs> we already know how this year been. Yeah, this shit's been this, nuts. It's just been nuts. And of course, like real life has been a reflection or part of me. The pro wrestling world has been a reflection of real life. A lot of a lot of wild shit going on this past weekend. Um, there were like two or three shows where you're seeing like the same person on two and three shows at the same time. It's like on some real Rick Rude shit. So I just want to run through real quick. Um, this weekend, Impact Wrestling had a pay-per-view called Final Resolution. There was Triple Mania by Triple by, A. Uh, and then, of course, uh, New Japan had their Super J Cup. So some of the matches that are relevant to us, first and foremost, Impact Wrestling doing it up for the black excellence. We had Rich Swan versus Chris Bay. This is the only, only the third time that we've had two black guys, two black pro wrestlers, two professionals, uh, main event, a pay-per-view with a world title at stake. The first was, of course, Rock versus Booker T, SummerSlam 2001. And then in 2018, we had Lashley versus Moose at uh, Impact Genesis. But uh, did you guys catch the Rich Swan versus Chris Bay this past weekend on Impact? Oh, yes, we did. Yes, I, 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 I. Go ahead, Chad. My bad. I was saying I was, in fact, able to catch that. It was really nice to see two black wrestlers go at it. Uh, the whole main event scene for Impact is black as hell, and I love it, man. Mm-hmm. It was cool to see Moose not 
overstep and be so aggressive, but instead just coy with Rich and hand him the title and just, you know, let him know, like, nigga, I'm coming. Like, I'm on the way. Yeah, I'm here. No facts. Well, I caught that too. Dude, I Bay- wasn't expect anything less from from Mr. Bay and Mr. Swan. Chris Bay is was- a main eventer now, I think. I think you could just, like, safely put him in and out of the title picture. Like, it could get over. Because if he pulls off the trigger and wins, like, it would be a big deal. Yeah, 100%. Like, Chris Bay, yeah, I think, is is one of those guys. Like, between Chris Bay and Moose, both of those are uncrowned world champions right now. Like, I think Moose would probably get it next. But Chris Bay is, is that guy, and he's super young. He's like 23, 24, something like that. Who he, do you think could be if not Moose? If not Moose next? This is impact. Let's not state the obvious here. Outside, I can't think of anybody else. I mean, it's tough. I, I mean, like, right now they have, you know, outside of those three, obviously Willie Mack is very close to that world title picture. But, I mean, the bottom line in Impact right now, and we'll definitely touch on this when we start talking about Kenny Omega overall because he's hovering over the, the over the world of wrestling. But I think, like, the next major move for that title is going to be the Kenny Omega move as far as him collecting all these championships. I think Impact is first in line for that. Mm. So, you know what? That's a good point you just said because now if they're going to do this crossover, then you're going to have a couple of guys coming from, from AEW. And start coming, start going for that impact title, possibly. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, man, like I, I thought, I thought the match was dope. Impact is is tough. Like you know, we've talked on around the rings, and like Impact is hit or miss for me only because of the atmosphere, it's not because of the talent. Some of the like the storylines are all over the place, or whatever. But you know, you pick and choose what you actually like and don't like, and whatever. But like the the fact that. A lot of all of these other promotions have figured out a way to incorporate some energy and and a crowd into these uh, into these shows. And Impact still has a completely empty thing. You can hit a springs in the fucking ring. You know what I'm saying? Like they they yeah. do a slam. You hit a springs. They got to pick that up or figure that out. But other than that, man, I was I was happy watching. I actually just watched that this morning. Um, that mm-hmm. main event. That was the only reason I even bought the pay per view. You know what I'm saying? To make sure I could catch <laughs> that. I actually I actually looked at the whole thing. It wasn't it wasn't terrible. Um, but I was, I was, I was waiting on that main event, like you said. Um, I, you know, these dudes, I think these dudes are going to re go over when they do that crossover. And we're going to mention this a few times if this ever happened, you know what I'm saying? Because Impact needs that, like you said, Impact has the talent, but it's just the, the, the booking and storylines was just a little lagging for me, just a little bit. But once they do that crossover and they have some people coming over and it start. Getting some some other dudes in there, it's, it's gonna look it's gonna look alright, man. 100%. It's gonna look dope. 100%. Uh, I know a match that I'm not looking forward to that I know y'all caught. The fucking promotional crossover legends match. Oh boy, speak on it. Wait, which whoa, 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 whoa what is that? You've got AEW and the icon Sting. Oh Jesus versus who the fuck were they saying? Who'd they say? So, oh, Chris Jericho. It's Tommy Dreamer saying he is yeah. him and Sting versus Jericho. Yeah, the, so co- yeah, the, the triple threat quote-unquote dream match with, with uh, Tommy Dreamer, Sting, and, uh, and Jericho. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yo, I didn't I, hear that. Post go uh-huh. up. That report happened. I was like, yo, Ronnie's definitely up a tweet right now. Like, yo, <laughs> this is... Like, oh, no, that's the first... I heard about somebody said Sting and Jericho. I didn't hear Sting, oh, Dreamer, no, they did. and Jericho. They did. But then Tommy Dreamer went on Busted Open and said, hey, yeah. I'm Tommy Dreamer. 
don't think you guys forgot about the legends of ECW here. Listen, Tommy oh, Dreamer. Like in the ring with Sting and, and Jericho. We've got the best of each generation. Yeah, Tommy oh, Dreamer has absolutely lost his mind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just, throw my eye <laughs> it's the super carny. Like, what he's trying to do is make sure that he's booked for his next payday, and he's elevating himself. You know what that is? I'm going to keep it a buck. I don't know how y'all feel about this, but if you remember, like, a long time ago, and 50 talked about this, when Eminem and Jay-Z were doing, like, the home-and-home, home, like, the stadium and stadium, 50 Cent's yeah. whole point was like, yo, Jay, you're really big here, but people know Eminem everywhere. But he gave credit to Jay saying that it's really smart marketing to make sure your name is next to this name so you look like an equal. Now, I'm not saying that he was 100% correct in his, you know, 50's a troll. But it's like that, where Tommy Dream is mentioning his name next to Jericho and mentioning his name next to Sting, when in reality, he's nowhere close. He's nowhere close. Yeah, yeah, it's he's not. just an old guy that still happens to be wrestling. That's it. Yeah, because I can't mention, you know, Tommy Dream is a legend in his own right, but I can't mention him in the same light as Jericho and Sting, especially Jericho. Jericho is world-renowned. He's been around the world. Sting is known, but he ain't like Jericho's because Sting been away for a minute. Wait a Jericho minute. Jericho been all, wait a minute. Like all over. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that is, is Jericho higher on the legend level to you than Sting is? Uh, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, look at how long Sting has been away. Jericho's still been in the game. He hasn't gone away unless he's had an injury. All right, who, move, who moves the needle more? And, and let's say, let, not with us, but who moves the needle more? Like, if you just talk to somebody that used to watch wrestling or whatever or hasn't heard about this in a while, the mainstream casual fan, Sting, Chris oh, Jericho. No, they're going to say, they're absolutely going to say Sting. They're they're sting. Say, you say what? They're going to say Sting. Yeah, yeah they're going to say Sting. They're going to be like, Chris Jericho still wrestles? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sting exactly. still wrestles. How about that? Yeah, like, yo, right. yo, yeah, 62 years old. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Yo, coming out of Impact, um, you know, they had their pay-per-view. And speaking of Chris Bay, Chris Bay was a member, uh, a part of New Japan Super J Cup um, this past weekend. Chris Bay was a part of it. ACH competed. TJP was there. Leo Rush was there. Ultimately, it was won by El Fantasmo. So if anybody hasn't had a chance to check out New Japan Super J Cup, um, it's really dope. I mean, yo, New Japan is doing the black wrestling thing better than uh, AEW seems to right now. Chris Bay, ACH, you know what I'm saying? Leo mm -hmm. Rush. So anybody hasn't checked that out, make sure you check that out. And of course, over in AAA, the Lucha Brothers, who I think going on about, you know, damn near two years as the AAA World Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Brothers uh, uh, defended their Tag Team Champions in a triple threat match uh, against Mr. C's Jr., uh, Octagon Jr. and, and uh, Rey Scorpion and El Texicano and then of course Kenny Omega is the current and reigning and defending AAA Mega Champion and he defended his uh, his title against Laredo Kid. Now the title count for Kenny Omega right now is at 2 of course he's the AEW World Champion and he's a AAA Mega Champion he appeared on Impact this Tuesday and we're going to talk about that very soon but before we get to Impact let's talk about Raw Monday Night Raw happened. Um, something that stuck out, stuck out to me. I like what they're doing right now with Cedric Alexander and the Hurt Business. Um, to me, what they're doing with Cedric is com is very comparable to what they did with The Rock and The Nation. 
How do you feel about the Hurt Business? How do you guys feel about the Hurt Business uh, storyline going on right now and what they're doing with Cedric Alexander? I think it's well-deserving. <clears throat> Cedric Alexander been there for a little minute, and I think it's time, for him to, time to put him over. First of all, I love the Hurt Business in general, and not just not just because they're all black wrestlers, but just because they're just talented wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? So I think they I think they deserve to be put over. They're doing the best. They're doing some great work right now. I ain't mad at it. And Cedric Alexander is very talented. We I, we've been we were watching Cedric Alexander from ROH, and and dude, we already know the dude is nice. So to see some good talent to go over like that is really dope. How you feel about the hurt business right now, Chad? When it comes to her business, they're doing their part by getting over in the tag division. Lashley's taking over the mid card, but what's you know where I feel like there could be more for the hurt business than what they have. They're already a very big focal point of the show, or at least they were. They've kind of slowed down lately, but now I just feel like, like add another wrestler and expand the group. There should be Lashley shouldn't even be in the United States title division. But because he's not the best worker, it's understood why they wouldn't put him in the main event scene consistently. Get that. But Cedric and Shelton are like the young, the young upstart working with his older, well-trained uncle. And it's just like, that's not the tag team pairing you really want to see out of Cedric Alexander. Shelton Benjamin could be the fall guy or the lower last level guy pair them with Apollo, bring Apollo Cruz on here and really groom them. At least put his arm around both of them and really make Apollo Cruz be something worthwhile. If we're going to talk black wrestlers, a part of her business, that sounds good to me. I mean, we've got everyone we need. Who else is missing? Um, Titus O'Neil, Uterate and throwing Titus to the fucking wolves to the point where he's a joke now. Right. So, right. Her business to me, as long as they just, they they win something more than, they just keep winning, honestly. I just want to see them keep winning. That's all. This this is where they needed to put Ricochet in and keep him and Cedric. I wouldn't even put Ricochet out there. Ricochet could use it. This guy's flailing around retribution. What the fuck is that? My man just did a, my man just did a, uh, attack match with, um, with Dana with Dana Brooke. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you could have you could have booked you could have booked Ricochet into the her business. There's a lot wrong with that. Ricochet was in the fucking high profile tag team title match at WrestleMania two years ago, and now look at where he's at now. Yeah, now he's he's literally two three years away from. We wish you well in your future endeavors. See you in Ring of Honor. Yeah, it's looking rough. Like I remember um, Ricochet, not Ricochet. Um, my man over in New Japan, the, the the English dude. I'm drawing a crazy blank right now. Another flippy dude. It'll come to me. But the bottom line is Seth Rollins and homie had like a little spat back and forth on Twitter a couple of years ago. And Seth Rollins made a comment that says, we don't necessarily need you. We have the better version of you. And he was speaking about Ricochet and the hype that that Ricochet had coming into WWE doing his thing on the Indies reminds me of what, you know, Keith Lee and so many other people versus what you see now on camera. This is like one of potentially one of wwe's biggest botches as far as handling somebody's career because you had a potential superstar right there you know paul Heyman was really good in ecw and just in general at hiding the weaknesses and really highlighting 
the positives. So if Ricochet can't really talk, you don't necessarily have to put him in a position where he's on the microphone and has to go back and forth with somebody that could really talk. What you should do is highlight what he does best and figure out a way to write a story that's about the action that you see in the ring. And what they've done now, they made him look like a dweeb. Nobody thinks he's cool. Nobody actually is looking forward to a Ricochet match. And when you get to the pay-per-views, he's not even featured because he doesn't have anything meaningful going on. So it's definitely a botch. Another name that, you know, I'm glad you brought up, like, who else you could add to the to the Hurt Business, Chad? A lot of people were saying that, you know, the Hurt Business should expand to the women's division. And not they're not doing anything with Naomi. Naomi could join the Hurt Business. Like, that would be dope also. <coughs> Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. I like the idea of Naomi in her business. Shit, I wouldn't have mind Bianca Belair even in her business. But, right. You know. Yeah, that, that would be dope, too, because you would have like MVP being, again, like the same role that he's playing with these guys outside of Shelton, you know, and I guess outside of Lashley. But the role I guess he plays with Cedric Alexander is like the big homie schooling him. He could have done the same thing with Bianca Belair and it would have made sense. You know what I'm saying? Right. See, if we were booking this stuff, all this would have been happening, but I don't understand what's happening over at uh Speaking of not corporate. understanding what's happening, <laughs> Keith Lee. So there was a report that came out over the weekend that there were a number of quote-unquote big men, you know, like Otis, a couple other guys, that the office, and you're talking about Bruce Pritchard, you're talking about Vince, you're talking about whoever are the decision makers. There was a report that came out that said these guys weren't happy with a lot of the big men. And somehow, Keith Lee's what? name was lumped into this group. And this group was sent down back to, uh, to Florida, to Orlando, supposedly to like a big man camp to work, to figure out how to work. And I was listening to a couple of things over the weekend and... The the idea is that a lot of these guys come in out of NXT and they all kind of work the same. You know, you even when you have some of the indie darlings, so to speak, that come in, WWE does a job of stripping everything unique and forcing this new style upon somebody that takes everything that's dope about you and you have to fit now into the, you know, into, into the cookie cutter format. But with Keith Lee, like you have a guy yeah. that just had the documentary. Ron said he just <laughs> saw it. It's fire. Everything that's cool about Keith Lee is what he does in the ring. And the fact that he's such a big dude, 400 pounds, that can move around like somebody that's half his size. I mean, fellas, where do we see Keith Lee going? Like, is, is this a time where you're really going to start to see him flounder? Or is this much ado about nothing? Man, that, that just pissed me, that, that pissed me off a little bit. Because Keith Lee was just fine doing what he was doing in, in, in NXT. The, the unique thing about Keith Lee was he's a big man that was doing flippy shit. And you bring him to the main roster, you like you said, hey, you strip him of everything and they they make him up to be this other type of person. And now you complain that he, he ain't doing whatever he's doing. But, so now, we, now you know whose fault is that? And then you complain about that. You complain that he ain't pulling his weight or whatever it is, whatever it is. Listen, the creative needs to needs to get it together because Keith Lee is is one of those is one of those athletes that you don't you don't see often. So they need to they need to start booking him more. I mean, not booking him more. They need to start booking him better. Listen, they just they need to live leave it as simple as possible. 
I'll say the same thing about Braun Strowman. I know we're not loving Braun Strowman right now, but Braun Strowman was just fine doing what he was doing, killing everything. And then you want to add a whole bunch of stuff to him and make him mad corny and look at where he's at now. He's not even, he's not anywhere. I don't even know where he's at. So for you to say that about Keith Lee, you the one who brought Keith Lee up on this roster, changed his music, changed his attire, changed, changed what he was doing, changed his booking, and now you want to complain about it. He was fine. He was fine doing what he was doing in NXT, and now and now y'all want to complain? That, that shit is trash, dude. Come on now, come on. Speak on the chat. How you feel about how they're booking Keith Lee right now? I'm gonna go with the Booker T approach, and I'm gonna say give it like a couple years. Maybe Keith Lee's not meant to be the overnight success we all thought he was gonna be. I mean, shit, his success really only happened this year in the last twelve months, really. He's been sitting and floundering in NXT for the last three years. And we've all been saying, what the fuck is good with Keith Lee? And then overnight, he started to arise. Survivor Series happened. happened. Big looks happened. He got the monster push, double title win. And now he's just on the roster trying to get his feet wet. So I say, let's just give it some time, you know? Now, I, I respect it. I respect it because, like, a knock on, on wrestling fans has been like impatience. You know, on one hand, you have a lot of wrestling fans that want long term storytelling. Exactly it. Right. They want long term mm-hmm. long term storytelling, but then on the other hand, they want things to be wrapped up on each individual show. And when things don't happen the way they want, that's when you start to get a lot of the complaints and the uprising that you see on on, on socials. Um, somebody, or I guess an overall storyline. That is part of that that's going on right now that I guess coming out of the wrestling world might be the biggest thing outside of Roman Reigns is the Kenny Omega storyline going on right now. Now, for those I don't know if you listen to this, obviously, you know what's going on. But let's just quickly talk about like how he had the match with Moxley. There was some shenanigans that went on. Don Callis gets involved. A microphone gets you know thrown into the ring or slid to Omega. Bang, knocks him out, bloodies him up. Hits the one wing angel, brand new AEW champion. They scurry off. You're going to find out what's going on on, on on Tuesday on Access, on Impact. Fast forward to this past Tuesday. And all throughout the night, you're teasing this uh, this bus. You know, the tour bus, Kenny Omega, Don Callis. They're in the parking lot. They're not coming inside. We're going to send Josh Matthews outside to do an interview Everybody that knows how these things work knows that it's going to be at the end of the show because why would you put what the hottest angle is on early so you can get all the viewers out of here? we got a business to run over here. So we're going to run through our shit, and then we're going to get to Kenny Omega and Don Callis on the bus later. A lot of people are complaining. One of the complaints I saw, for instance, was how he didn't come into the ring. I saw a complaint about... You know, he didn't have too much of an interaction with Rich Swan. If it's a champion and this champion, why aren't they interacting more? I thought they did well by planting that seed with Rich Swan not being able to get past security to get to the bus. Um, you know, and then he appeared, obviously, on, on Wednesday. Overall, and I'm going to start with you, Chad, because um, Ronnie and I talked a little bit about this on the last uh, Ringside Club episode. But, like, what they're doing right now, I guess what Kenny and Don are doing right now, Wanting to take over, wanting to be the belt collector, really being an over-the-top heel as a nerd, as a guy that he's probably the only person in the room that thinks he's cool. What do you think and how do you feel about where Kenny Omega is right now? He's finally at that point that everyone's been looking for him to be at, which is the cool guy with the glasses and the cleaner and really stop being such a dork. So now that he's like finally in his bag, 
it's cool to see him take this Kurt Angle approach, this Austin Aries approach, and just start to be the belt collector. We only see it but in a couple of blue moons every couple of years when those select few great wrestlers, notice I said Austin Aries and Kurt Angle, can go from promotion to promotion collecting belts and just come back on TV like, yep, yeah, here's more belts. So Kenny Omega is deserving of this. Let's just see how long he keeps it up for. Maybe this will spawn... Honestly, as long as this can bring Nick Aldis in the 10 pounds of gold to AEW, I'll yes. for all the shits. Book it. If this Book lures it. Kenny Omega and Nick Aldis for the NWA world title or something along those lines, like I'm here for it. Screwy DQ, double DQ finish and all. Yeah, I think it's a game now to see like how many different promotions can be involved now. Like I'd love to see like the NWA title, I think would be so perfect. I think that's almost like a crowning achievement because that's, you know, Outside of, I want to say, AAA, no, pardon me, outside of CMLL, I think that's the oldest, like, major title that's in existence. You know what I'm saying? Like, CMLL was, like, 1913 or some shit like that, or 1930, whatever. Mm -hmm. But right after that was the NWA title. So that's, like, a crowning achievement to be able to have that. Um, Do you see, like, what other promotions do you see being involved? Like, does... Does AEW finally get something on screen as far as their relationship with New Japan coming out of this? I'm not pressed for it. I'm kind of good on the New Japan moves. Call me the uh, the 5%er of this, but it's like, can we just like have one invasion at a time? <laughs> it's like, we haven't even expanded on what Impact's about to do, and like everyone's right. already... Yo, I can't wait for what happens in New Japan. It's like, yo, maybe this impact shoot might be a bust. And AEW might be like, ah, maybe let's just wait another year before right? we do it. Let's like, just merge. chill. <laughs> I feel yeah. You. yeah, I mean, like, we haven't even gotten through. We haven't even scratched the surface of NWA yet and what they can do. All we've gotten is their women's division and all the roster who left them and signed contracts with AEW. But we haven't gotten Aaron Stevens, Nick Aldis, Eli Drake. We haven't gotten even a chance for the NWA roster to come shine, if that's an option. So... If Impact is ready to come do it, that's cool. They already got most of the AAA wrestlers that mattered. I mean, they got all the champions. So, you know, they got the Mexico portion taken care of in AEW. So if we go to another company, I would say Impact would be completely ideal to pull that one off. And I think that could be a good... A good and then, then we'll talk about Ring of Honor or New Japan, or maybe even MLW will, will start to, you know I mean, make a move in Corbett or we'll, we'll, But I think we should just start with what we have on the table first, and then let's just enjoy it from there. Because we're already going to have mad shit to talk about this back-and-forth feud between AEW and Impact anyways. Yo, to add to, add to that, we I'm still compelled by Omega just going over to Impact. We, like, it's just the beginning of just the beginning of this happening, we all we all saying crossover, whatever it is, and we don't even see it happen yet. So and and you know, people still gonna you know, people are complaining already. I'm still waiting for this to play out because anything can happen at this point. And Chad, you just said a good point. As I said, like you said about impact, they you know, they may they may fall through um after, you know, if anything don't happen. So I want to see how it's going to play out. It's only been it's only been a week, a week and a half, or uh, since he won the title, and, and we've seen the seeds planted already. Let's see what happens first before we do any type of crossovers or anything like like that. And if we, other promotions, at least we forget 
Impact is one of the most primary companies that's notorious for doing these territory tag teams because that's where the NWA TNA even spawned. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This exactly. isn't the first time they've done it. That's what I noticed a lot of people were talking. And I was like, yo, this really wasn't the first, second, or third time Impact has done a move like this. This is just up to date for those who are just hip to the only AEW audience. Because you know what it is, man? There's a lot of people that are wrestling fans but really are just wwe fans they refuse to they completely refuse to acknowledge like tna exactly that's a good point exactly so that part plus the part that wwe doesn't really they do collaborate but not really because like there was a collaboration for instance with new japan technically because they had jushin thunder liger um a couple of years ago on nxt but a lot of the collaborations don't really not on the level. Like if 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 WWE is collaborating, they're really working out a deal to buy. Like they bought right. WCW, they bought ECW, they bought Progress, they bought ICW. All of these are now like brands that they sell T-shirts and they have different playlists on the network. You're not really seeing big, you know, type A company com- uh, uh, collaborating with another type A company. So that's why I guess a lot of people, you know, that don't come from the territory ages and don't really come, you know, from like major indies. I mean, there's a lot of major indies that collaborate all the time also. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like I I, I like I like I personally love what they're doing. I like the character work like Kenny Omega is coming across as somebody who you're not supposed to like. And he's a heel. That's the point. He's coming across, like I said earlier, as the guy, the only guy in the room that thinks Kenny Omega is cool is Kenny Omega. And by default, Don Callis, because Kenny Omega probably writes Don Callis's checks. So I like that. You know, like he's he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. But people have to let this play out. It's just started. You know what I'm saying? Just like like you said, like a lot of these fans are like just WWE fans. They only see this side. We see everything else as well. We see all these, all these other, all these other companies do different stuff. They wrestle, but they do, they do different things. So it's not, you know, for other for other companies, things are going to play out a little bit differently. So and and we have to see, we have to see how this is going to play out. We just have to be patient. Yeah, there's a lot going on in AEW. I know this coming Wednesday, uh, Omega has a title match against Joey Janela, so that should be pretty interesting. They, anytime the two of them link up, it's always a, always a dope match. Um, we had uh, an, an appearance from Shaq. We had Sting talk, you know, in, in an interview with Tony Schiavone. Cody got involved. Um, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Uh, this Sting. This Sting move. Now, again, like Ronnie and I talked about it a lot. Like at first, when I first first saw Sting pop up, I was like, "Damn, another old dude." But then I thought about it, and I thought about it some more. We talked about it, and then I thought about it even more after that. And you got from the business side, you also got to figure AEW has a video game coming out. I, lo- I here's one thing I didn't know about Sting. Sting tech Sting owns all of his own likeness. So like all of the oh, the different up. face paints, he owns his name, he owns all of this, and he can take all of that to wherever he decides to go. I didn't know that. I thought that that might have been a trademark from WCW or something like that. That's pretty dope. So he can move. He can move. He can move however company, he wants company, to move. Yeah. Take, take everything with him. That's cool. Because I was always on the internet tip when it came to his dealings with Dixie Carter and Impact. So, like, I already knew Sting carried with him everything. So, like, when the WWE shit wrapped up, I was like, oh. You can go anywhere. But then I was like, yeah. you know what? It's Sting. Like, 
the nigga really could just be retired and say I'm done. Yeah. He's shown before that he's not pressed to come back anytime soon. So it's like it was Stinger really was up in the air. Yeah, Sting is definitely here to move the needle as far as like the old fans. I don't think anybody's really in a rush to see a Sting match, but I, I see a lot of people again talking about how people react to things. So we got the Goldberg like trying to call Roman Reigns out thing. And a lot of people were saying, oh how come on the WWE side, Goldberg says he's coming back or he has an angle and people, you know, kind of shit on that. But on the AEW side, Sting does a thing, and a lot of people are excited about that. It's because nobody believes that AEW is going to put the belt on Sting. That's what they did over there with Goldberg, and you get nervous when you start seeing Goldberg pop up or anybody else old pop up over on the WWE side because you think that they just, you know, Vince is going to be like, nah, give him the belt, and you know, on some fuck shit like they did the last time. But I like I like what they're doing right now. I guess I understand what they're doing with Sting. Um, we'll see, you know, the, you know the whole interaction crazy? with Cody, I think, yeah. was really dope. Like, you saw Cody kind of have to, like, hold his ego in check, put his ego in his pocket, because Sting was like, yo, yo hey, I'm not, not here cut you. You, off. you know what's crazy? The fact that you broke that down, and just only six or so short years ago, that was the main culprit for Impact. You know that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo, they're going to bring an old guy in and put the belt, they're going to throw the belt on. What's such and such doing in the Impact match. Zone? Stretch <laughs> now, now, literally, the tides have turned, and now everyone that comes in as a part timer, they're immediately like, "Yo, please don't thrust them into the main event." And look what happens; they somehow get thrown into the main event. See, this, this, that's exactly what they did to Goldberg. That's why people are kind of skeptical. Every time you saw Goldberg come back, they put they put the bet on him every time. It was, it was like it's kind of crazy to say that, like they really did put. Like it almost sounds like a joke. Like we're saying this facetiously, but it's like, nah, they actually did. That's what they really did. What they really did. It's not. And it wasn't even a build up. It's like, all right, you're gonna take the belt and you're gonna make some money. For yeah, it. that's, that's the wildest it. part. It's like we really weren't even. We aren't. You can't even like sarcastically say this. It's like that really happened. <laughs> like it really did. And now it looks like they're trying to do this uh, this spear versus spear thing with Roman again. You know, that was the move. Goldberg versus the tribal chief. I didn't really like, is this a rumor? I hope this is just a rumor. No, fam, like Goldberg was on the bump over the weekend or Friday or whatever day was. And he called out, he called Roman out. And if it's appearing on WWE TV, even if it's only on the network, it's not by accident. Oh, yeah, so he's going to lose the belt at WrestleMania to Goldberg. Nah, there's no way. <laughs> no way. I'm just saying, like, if it's like that, I don't know. Nah. Now I'm skeptical. Roman's going to throw him know. off the roof, bro. Trust me. No, nah, he would. He would. Like, yeah, he would. I, I can see that. If it's on WWE TV, then, yeah, get Goldberg back in there to be thrown the chief. The like, chief. the tribal chief. Spare him. And he's throwing him. I can see it. Yo, know, wrapping up, Roman Reigns right now is on God level. Like, mm-hmm. Jay, Jay Uso, at this point, Jay just can't come outside. <laughs> at this point, like, just, you got to stay in the house, bro. <laughs> yo, like, like, yo, you on, t- like, you on punishment for the summer. Yeah, you can't come outside. <laughs> Every time you come outside, fam, like, you know you owe somebody money. You don't have no business being outside right now. Fam, it's, it's like one, like, he's in one of them movies where, like, is they, they got, like, that neighborhood bully that just takes everybody's money for the summer. Rest in peace, That's- Debo. 
<laughs> yo, facts. That yo, shit. That's a good. That's a good. Yeah, rest, rest in peace, Tiny Lister. Hey, Lister. But yo, yeah, facts. man. Like, like Jay, Jay, Jay had the drop on on Kevin Owens. He gets in there, hits him with the chair. He's beating him down, and still somehow, Kevin Owens ends up getting the advantage and talking his shit. And, and forcing Roman to have to come out and like, nah, nah, you're not seeing what happened. It was happening right now. Yo, like, it's, it's T- funny stuff, man. When, when is it's TLC? Is TLC this weekend? I'm genuinely this match. You know that TLC? Yes, yeah, this weekend. TLC is yeah, this weekend, summer. right? Okay. I'm yeah. genuinely looking forward to these two collect, like actually connecting. This isn't like a first time match or like this isn't anything out the blue. But like for the first time, Kevin Owens is finally getting a shot like at a title. So and he's not. Really? You really have to think. Kevin Owens legitimately has that character to really say that I really don't fear, fear. Um, I really don't fear Roman Reigns, and that's why I like this. I, that's why I like this collaboration. Kevin, Kevin Owens does not care. That can go from no match to the opening match to the mid level match to the main event match, all in the same year. Hundred percent. That's a fact, and it's yeah, not fair. like. Not even us being like, yo, what the fuck happened with Kevin Owens? What's going on with that? It's like, uh, you know, that's his role in this shit now. He's he's gotten to that point where when you see him, it's like he's either he's pretty believable. He could win or he couldn't. So we know what the results will be for TLC. I'm sure we'll cover on the predictions. But if Kevin Owens don't win a title in 2021, I'll be really pissed, yo. Yeah, he needs something. He needs yeah, something. He I can see that. him like because you know how they flip people back. Title run either. I mean, like an actual like. If, if out of 12 months, we get four to five months of Kevin Owens as Universal or WWE Champion in 2021, I'll be satisfied with that. I wouldn't be mad at that. I would like that. Yeah, I mean, we have a, we had a lot of people that, are, that could be in that main event picture, and Kevin Owens should be there. You know, like you said, like Kevin is one of those dudes at is any point really, you can though? put him anywhere. Is there really and he can... anyone in this main event picture? Who? Is there really anyone in the main event picture, though? I mean, potentially, potentially, because like right now on on Raw, Drew's the champ. You see what they're doing with Sheamus. You, see, I think Keith Lee is close as far as storyline, but you can put yeah, him just there. Randy Orton is right there. I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon. No, I don't think it's gonna happen. But looking at the way that they're writing the story, you can make the argument that like Keith Lee, for instance, keeps warning or keeps you know approaching Sheamus. Like on Raw, we saw Keith Lee approach Sheamus. And say, we know what you're about. We know you're going to turn on on Drew McIntyre. So a lot of people are expecting Sheamus to turn. But what if they swerve us and Keith Lee is the one to actually, you know, somehow flip on on Drew because he's, you know, made Drew comfortable by saying he's defending him against Sheamus. So you can make that argument and whether they pull that trigger or not. You can you can make that argument that that's something they're building up to. I mean, Randy Orton, again, is another person that's always there. The Fiend is always there. So like maybe that. those five are the guys on Raw mm-hmm. who could be in the main event picture. I like that. Um, mm, that's cool, too. I mean, on the SmackDown side, you only really got Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, maybe Jey Uso. Well, not anymore, but outside of that. Nah, Jey Uso going to be in um, timeout. Like it's pretty scarce, yo. It's really scarce for the main event scene on either brand. To be honest. I, yo, listen, um, I... They have a, I think they have a decent mid card that they can build up to. WWE has that ability to to push their talent the way they want to push their talent. They have a decent mid card that they can start getting up to that main to that main to that uh that top tier right now. Really? So, Outside of Drew, 
another AJ run. Roman, I, another Daniel Randy. Ryan. Dude, I wish they were freaking I wish they would split Cesaro and Nakamura. That's just my opinion. That's that would be something cool. And and the tag and the tag division is non-existent. They, I can. Those are some people that I can think of. You know what I'm saying? They yeah, I mean, like, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, on SmackDown, SmackDown is a little bit is definitely thinner, I guess, than Raw is. Like, I mean, and, and the other part is like I don't really Roman's not losing that belt. At any, I don't even see Roman losing that belt at Mania. Like, I don't think Roman is losing that belt anytime soon. You have to have somebody really, really major. This is this is career shit for Roman. You know what I'm saying? This is the best that he's looked, and he's been there damn near ten years. This is the best that he's looked. So for somebody to end this reign, it has to be somebody that they're really, really ready to push that button on. I'm and I don't see you, it's gonna be Goldberg. Yeah, you guys think Goldberg won't come back and fucking. I told you it's gonna be Goldberg. It's gonna be Goldberg. All right, so this let's let's put this money board. down because who's saying Goldberg is gonna beat him? Let's put this, this is money what down. Seventy-five year old Vince McMahon wants to see it. Sam, I'm saying <laughs> Goldberg. I'm yo facts. I'm saying Goldberg, Goldberg based off WWE track record. Goldberg is not beating like Roman. I'm telling you, they're not that nuts. They're not gonna do it again. Not against Roman. He's not beating Roman. Sam, you hear you hear, Do you hear what you do? You hear what you're saying? You know yeah. that that you know they're not, that. I'm saying true. that I'm saying that Vince knows the money that he has in Roman and he's not going to let Goldberg beat him for the title I, I don't know man listen this man is 75 is he close to that age man can be seen now man he can make the man, wild man. decision by, hey, make the wild decision by by, by, um, by Wrestlemania this, this man's gonna man that game that gave us Goldberg's return against Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam this you see what? You see Yeah, You say, dude. You look at look at their past record, man. Yo, I, like I said, they put Goldberg in there twice with no build and, and put the belt on him. I right, listen, and listen. Lost it like two, I got twenty like cash. Later. I got twenty cash on it that when Roman eventually defends his title against Goldberg. That he will successfully defend his title against Goldberg. I got twenty cash. Whoever wants to take it, take it. Period. All right, we can talk off air about that. No, nah, we can talk on air about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk on air. I think I, I think I might take you up on that. I bet. You know what? I'll do that. You I know bet. What? Yeah. I'm telling Let's you, Goldberg ain't was... beating Roman for that title. Yeah, All right, man. man. It's a Let's lot going on, for... as we said earlier. We talked for about an hour about. All of the shit going on in in, in in WWE, AEW, all over the world. We ain't even touch on NXT, but we get uh, we're getting to NXT on the next episode of Ringside Club, fellas. Starting with uh with, with Chad, let everybody know that's listening. What you got going on? Where they could find you at? Make sure to follow me up, C H A D L A W. All social media is Chad Law, Younger Dava himself. Host of the Chad Law Channel, the Law Lair Music Show, Around the Rings Wrestling Podcast, Expand the Taste Food Podcast, the Law Languages Relationship Podcast. I got a lot of work, a lot of food on the table. If you need some placements, holla at me, man. I get them billboards up. We switch, hit them switches every day. So come fuck with us, man. We getting them results. Uh, it's my guys, the Ringside Club. You know where to find me at. Like I said, all social, C-H-A-D-L-A-W, Bishoto. You heard, that's the homie Chad Law. Mr. Andretti, let him know. Yes, sir. You can find me at r.andretti on IG, and you can find me at r underscore andretti on 
Twitter until I can find a dude that is messing up my name change. Until then, that will be it. <laughs> man's about to hit him with a fucking elbow drop. Get off the yeah, name, man. I'm about to file a lawsuit <laughs> against the name. Nah, just trying to change, just a name change, man. You keep trying to find a name and, and like, and, you know, it's already taken. So, like, I had to choose those. So, so that's what it is for now. So, wait, you have to switch it from Andretti? PMF? Nah, no, I mean, I just wanted to change it up and I wanted to change it to, like, a particular name, but the names were taken already. So, I have to, I have to use those for now. So, it's all to the good. You know how that go. Of course, we are yeah. the Ringside Club. You can find us at theringsideclub.com. That's where all the episodes are. We're available everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, we are definitely there. Make sure you subscribe. If there's a, a, a box for you to leave a review, leave a review. Five stars. Shit is fire. You heard me? My name is DJ AO. I'm at DJ AOPMF everywhere. Make sure you hit part of my fresh.com. The coffee is amazing. I'm over here Escobar levels with the shit. The brand new navy blue beanie. Make sure you keep your head warm. Keep your mother's head warm. Keep your sister's head warm. Your girl's head warm. Your homies. All of that. I have a very, very limited amount of these and they're going to go very fast. I'm telling you, I sold some before they went on sale. You heard me? So hit part of my fresh.com for that. Snapbacks are there. And of course, Monday. Night hip hop is later tonight every Monday. That's exclusively on Mixcloud, but just hit automyfresh.com. You can find the links, all the episodes are right there. I'm playing what I think is dope, and my taste is amazing, so you're gonna think it's dope as well. You heard me? The Ringside Club every Monday morning. Chad Law, Ronnie Andretti, Around the Rings is family, and this has been the Ringside Club. Peace. Peace.